Welcome to the Empowering Path podcast. I'm Jess Frost, aka the Highly Sensitive Coach, and this is a podcast dedicated to fellow highly sensitive people and empaths. My life's work is now dedicated to empowering HSPs and empaths to own their sensitive superpowers and thrive as their authentic selves. Should we get stuck in? Welcome, Sensitive Soul, to episode 48 of the Empowering Path podcast. In this short episode today, I'm going to be talking about what I believe is one of the most important parts of our soul care or self-care, if that lands better for you, as a highly sensitive person. Now, as we know, or you may not actually know, but one in five of us is highly sensitive And this trait that we have is innate. We see it in a lot of animals. Um, This ability to survey an environment for danger. We, We can survey an environment for its energy and we can therefore observe before we act. And as a highly sensitive person, being able to survey that environment, survey the energy, um, to make decisions based on that is an incredible superpower. (laughs) Um, but essentially what this is, is it's a survival mechanism. Okay. It was there to be able to decide how we act towards danger. And this is amazing. If we learn to look after ourselves and our nervous system. So nervous system regulation as a highly sensitive person is so important. And I want to just talk briefly about the different types of nervous systems and why being in certain systems is amazing, but how if we remain in certain systems, it's not going to serve us long term. So you've got the sympathetic nervous system, which is essentially the, okay, get your foot on the gas, we're go, 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 we're running, we're escaping, okay? It's almost like that drive system, which is amazing for, you know, our survival. It has served us to have that ability to just go, to go hard, to take action. But if we remain in our sympathetic for too long, that is what will lead us to burnout. And if you didn't know already, HSPs are extremely susceptible to burnout. It's why my coaching focuses on helping women break the burnout cycle, because as HSPs, we are so much more susceptible to burnout. So that is what will happen if we remain in that threat system, that sympathetic system. And as HSPs, we need to be kind of looking at when we notice ourselves in threat all the time, you know, if you are someone that's susceptible to high levels of anxiety, to panic attacks, this is something to really look at because it's not going to be good for our mental, emotional, physical well-being if we remain in that system too long. So how can we move ourselves into that parasympathetic nervous system, which essentially is the brakes. It's being able to put those brakes on and slow down, allows us to take a breath, allows us to move from our 
downstairs limbic system brain into our upstairs brain that's going to be able to think a lot more clearly and make rational decisions, feel a little bit more in in alignment. So luckily for us, HSPs, there are amazing ways that we can be moving ourselves into that parasympathetic, into that calm during the chaos. And as highly sensitive people, we have such a deeper sensory processing mechanism. You know, we are overstimulated. We are emotionally flooded a lot of the time, like it is a lot. So really looking at your soul care, like, I mean, genuinely taking time to sit and reflect on what your soul care plan is and what your soul care looks like on a weekly basis is so important for you to be able to thrive as a highly sensitive person in this messy, complicated, busy, overstimulating world. So here are just a few things that you might want to consider as ways that you can be coming back to yourself. You can be coming back to calm during stressful, anxious times. Um, So the first one, the most powerful and simple way to take you from your sympathetic to your parasympathetic is your breath. It's free. We can access it at any time. We do it without thinking. And there are some amazing breathing techniques that you can implement throughout your day to keep you in a better, calmer, healthier state. So the first one, which I I use all the time, and you can do it when you're out and about and no one really notices, is box breathing. So that is all through the nose, breathing in through the nose for four seconds, holding for four seconds, breathing out through the nose for four seconds, holding for four seconds. And as I do this, I imagine I'm actually like breathing around an invisible box. And you can repeat that for like, you know, five to 10 times. When it was locked down and we were wearing masks, I used to actually do it a lot when I was out and about in shops, feeling quite anxious, wearing the mask and not being feeling like I couldn't breathe properly. So I practiced these breathing techniques and it really did just calm me down during quite a overstimulating sensory environment. There's another one that can, yeah, take you very quickly into your parasympathetic, which is the four, seven, eight. And that is breathing through the nose for four seconds in holding for seven seconds and then slowly breathing out through your mouth for eight seconds. Making a whoosh sound can help as well. Um, But your breath honestly is so incredible and so powerful. And you'll hear me talk a lot about lots of different type of breath work. Okay. Um, I am very passionate about emotional freedom, breath work and conscious connected breathing, which accesses certain energy trapped in your body. Um, it's something that you might see Wim Hof do. I don't know if you watch the BBC One programme. Um, Josh Connolly, who um, is one of my favourite connections on Instagram, does a lot of emotional freedom, breath work. Um, and I'm looking to train in that myself because it's been such a, a powerful addition to my life and my soul care as a HSP. Um, but yeah, that is another way to kind of get yourself into these different states. Um, But Wim Hof is also very, very passionate about cold water therapy. 
you might see people online doing things like ice baths at the moment. Um, you'll see a lot of people that do a lot of cold water swimming, whether it's in lakes or the sea or wherever. Um, I'm not quite there yet. Like, I do have aspirations to do the kind of winter sea dips, but in, in good time, in due course. Um, but I sometimes use ice. So at the back of your neck, you've got like the vagus nerve, which connects to your parasympathetic. And we can very quickly soothe um, that nerve with cold water. Um, when I go to my, um, when I go swimming, I go to my local gym, there's like uh, an ice bucket. So I can put some ice on the back of my neck and immediately feel that calm. I can feel myself and my nervous system settling. Um, and I tend to use the ice before doing a uh, cold shower. So I'll rub the ice on the back of my neck and on my arms and on my chest and back. So when I get in the water, it's less of a shock. Um, but this cold water won't just get you into your parasympathetic. It does wonders in terms of like managing your mind. Okay. Because every thought is going to run through your mind in terms of you can't do this. This is dangerous. Like your threat system will kick in. But when you can sustain and become more resilient within that cold water, it really does enable you to, yeah, get back into a state of empowerment. Like you can handle anything that's thrown at you. It, it creates such beautiful resilience. So cold water therapy is a great way of, of calming your nervous system down very quickly. Uh, similar to breath. Journaling and meditation will help you as well, uh, potentially. Obviously, everyone's different. But being able to free journal, I do it to um, bilateral music. You can go on YouTube and search bilateral music. They use this type of music with things like stress, anxiety, PTSD. Um, they use it in certain different therapies as well. It's very powerful. So I put on my bilateral music. I will free journal. Um, I use this type of journaling a lot for getting a lot of anger and rage out. So just letting rip onto the page with this music in the background and then writing some affirmations really helps me as well. So for me, it's all about safety. Ultimately, when we're in this threat system, this sympathetic system, we're feeling incredibly unsafe. So finding ways that I can connect with myself to feel safe. So I often put like a firm hand on my heart. I'll try and connect to my inner child. I will tell myself I'm safe. I'm safe. And that ultimately my body is having an old reaction to a new stimuli. We trap these responses and these experiences and these traumatic experiences in our bodies. And they just get reactivated at any time with new things in our environment. So we're reacting to the past. We're not even reacting to the future. I mean, to the present. So, you know, just being able to put a hand on my heart and tell myself that I'm safe and breathe, deep breathing to this, to this music and just be, just be for a few minutes to allow whatever needs to come up to come up, whatever thoughts need to arise, I can let them drift on by like the clouds and just allow my emotions to be with no judgment, with compassion. Always, always coming back to the breath for me. Um, but yeah, movement. You know, you'll hear the term movement is medicine and it really is because emotion is energy emotion. It's meant to be flowing around us. And when we trap this emotion in, because maybe as HSPs, we've never allowed ourselves to be our true, authentic, sensitive selves and to express fully, we will hold that emotion in our body. 
And what this movement allows us to do is to let energy flow, which is going to be so much better for our physical, emotional and mental health. So that might be through dance, it might be through yoga, qigong, tai chi, whatever that looks like for you. It's, you know, seeing movement differently. You know, a lot of us will be conditioned to be like, I need to work out for an hour in the gym. But how can we just be looking at like intentional movement on a daily basis? Just, I, I take dance breaks now and it was inspired by my coach, um, Kerry Lyons and a, a lovely girl, Samantha, who was I was in a group program with and we'd take little dance breaks during the day just to get that energy moving. But whatever that looks like for you, it's just intentional. Um, and another thing, there's loads of different things, by the way, and you're going to have your, your own contribution. So please do let me know if there's anything I've missed that really works for you to calm your nervous system down. Um, and I will share some great Instagram accounts that I've found that have got beautiful little techniques. Um, things like, you know, I trained in EFT tapping, which has been amazing to start moving that energy around and getting that emotional freedom. Um, but sometimes sitting in dark, quiet spaces, if you're an overstimulated HSP, sometimes carving out space to be quiet, sit in the dark. You might calm your nervous system down by getting your bare feet on the grass, on the earth. Whatever that looks like for you. But just owning and empowering yourself to look after your nervous system. Everyone's nervous system is going to have had different degrees of damage. You know, trauma is going to have had such an impact on people's nervous system. Some people are going to have to prioritise this more than others, and that's okay. But we really have to be honest with ourselves. Are we living in constant panic? Do we just get up in the morning and just go without checking in with our bodies and our minds? You know, what holistic approaches can we be experimenting with that can potentially allow us to genuinely thrive as a highly sensitive person? You know, we're reacting to so much going in our world at the moment, especially as women. It's going to conjure up a lot of emotion. It's going to conjure up a lot of passion in you. But first of all, okay, we have to look after ourselves. We have to prioritise our soul care. We have to heal what we need to heal to fully go, to fully thrive and take action on the areas of the world that we want to take action on. Because as highly sensitive people, we are deeply passionate about the world. We are deeply empathetic, you know, and we want to make changes, but we can't do it when we're burnt out, guys. We cannot do it when we're burnt out. So please reflect on this episode, get your journal out, put some bilateral music on and just reflect on what's your soul care looking like right now? What changes perhaps can you implement? What are you feeling? What emotions are coming up for you? What thoughts are coming up for you? What can you, what intentional bit of action can you take from this episode? What some, what something can you try for your nervous system today or going forward? And please share with me. I would love to hear it. But we can do fucking amazing things, guys. But we can't do it. Burnt out. So please, look after yourself. If you want to inquire about my coaching and how my coaching can help you break free of the burnout cycle, that is what I do on the daily, okay? I help women break free from burnout as a highly sensitive person. 
if you're someone that identifies as a highly sensitive male listening to this, please do check out my partner, Nick Edgar. He's at the highly sensitive guy on Instagram. He helps people that identify as highly sensitive males. So we are here to support you. Okay. This can be a cycle you can break. We can be highly sensitive people and thrive in this messy world. I promise you. So yeah, I hope this lands. I hope we can all just take a deep breath. And I'm sending you so much love. Until next time, doll. Take care of yourself and protect your energy. Mwah.